0: Hi, I'm Osher. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. If you've listened before, thanks for coming back. Right now, uh, we are in a pandemic. Yeah, we're on lockdown. Not a lot of people working. Rachel and Andy, though, they are working, and I need to pay them. Rachel is the show producer and is the audio producer, and to pay them, I need to play an ad. So, look, if you hear an ad, ah, thank you for helping me pay these two fine human beings. If you don't hear an ad, Ripper beauty. We'll get right into the funky theme song. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Oshi Ginsberg. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being a part of the show. If you've never listened to the show before, bloody hell, I'm glad you're here. It's Friday. It is the 8th of May, 2020, and this is a conversation that I have with you on Mondays I speak with a guest, on Fridays I speak with you, and this podcast is called Better Than Yesterday because on this show I just try to help you and me, (laughs) I'm a part of this too, uh, to make today a little bit better than yesterday, something that you hear today. Something you hear on this show is guaranteed to help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. There's a squazillion other episodes to get into, uh, so please do enjoy them if you do get a chance. Thank you to everyone that let us know about the Sophia Hamblin-Wang episode. That was pretty cracking. I really appreciate the feedback about that. She's a, a great human being. It is tough to have conversations about climate so often, I'm not going to lie, if you know my story, uh, then you'll know that that's a bit of a pinch point for me, but I I have to keep doing it, I have to keep having these conversations because we have to have these conversations about climate change, about global warming. Uh, This pandemic is none but a spilt milkshake when we think about what is actually happening to our planet and the changes and the... uh, the extraordinary externalities and pressures upon our economy that are coming right now and are coming in the future. And we really have to bloody act, so we've got to talk about this stuff. And part of talking about it is making sure that you and many and people understand that um, there's a lot of money to be made in saving the world. On, on Monday, we're going to have a conversation with an economist, actually, Dr Richard Dennis. We're going to talk to him about what the current lockdown means and the current pandemic means for our economy. And there's, there's a bit of chat there about... Um, what to expect. And I'm really grateful that he's coming on the show. I uh, did want to check in with you and and just say um, thank you for sending me a picture of where you listen. I appreciate that very much. Uh, Kylie sent a fantastic pic. She looks like she's doing a puzzle that features one, two, three, four, five, six, seven identical puppies. There's got to be 6,000 pieces in that puzzle. But Kylie, shit, we're on lockdown for how many weeks? I don't know. What else are you going to go and do? Perfect. Perfect idea. Thanks very much to Shannon, who also got in touch and really enjoyed the episode with Dr. Russ Harris. It was a, a great episode. I, I really appreciate uh, Russ for coming on the show. Helped a lot of people. Helped a lot of people. Uh, so pop back and have a listen to the Russ Harris episode. If that didn't come across your podcast feed, go, on, go and find it there. And a big, a big hater to Martin as well, who got a great kick out of the Sophie Hardcastle episode which I also recommend entirely. So, yeah, thanks heaps for letting letting me know. And also thanks to everybody that rated and reviewed the show. If you like the show, if it does bring you value, the very best thing you can do for me is to – let somebody else know about the show and let them know what you're listening to and, and let them know that maybe this episode helped you and maybe share it on and just share this episode at 1.3 a week. That'd be really, really cracking. I did want to talk this week about something that has been, you know, it's been on my mind since this um, COVID-19 disease, since the SARS-CoV-2 virus kicked in to high gear in Australia. And that is, you know, you you know, people that do this and I know people that do this and there's people that I know and trust and care and love who have fallen down the, a bit of the rabbit hole around COVID-19 and they're, they're kind of being tempted by the conspiracy theory situation that's happening at the moment. Look, I've, I've, there's, a, there's a particular mate of mine who's now only texting me on Signal because he doesn't want people, you know, Facebook monitoring his communications and there's a bit of paranoia there and it, and it really, it's a bit tough. If you've read the book Zucked, by Roger McNamee, you'll know that it doesn't take long. It only takes about maybe less than six months to be on, you know, a particular combination of Facebook groups and you can be radicalised into believing anything. And that's a really important thing to remember, particularly if you start to get worried and and fearful and you start to change your behaviour and change the way you're acting in the world and the things you're spending your money on and the things you're worried about. If the only information you are basing those decisions on is coming to you through an algorithm, be it Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Google, then you are being influenced by that algorithm, okay? If you search for enough things, if, like the old saying goes, you search for something long enough on Google, you'll find something that tells you exactly what you already believe, and it'll confirm you and, and, and it help kick you a little further down the hill. And it's a real tough thing, but... Now, I was thinking a bit about conspiracy theories, and I want to kind of talk about it because we all know someone that's kind of starting to fall into that trap, and, and it's fair enough, too. I get it. But for me, conspiracy theories, it's just the most interesting story that isn't the truth because the truth is either too benign, too boring, or the truth is that you actually have no control over it. For me, conspiracy theories start to pop up when the pain of acceptance of reality just gets too great, all right? For example, it's too hard to accept the reality of climate change for a lot of people. It's too hard to accept that the Antarctic ice caps and Greenland are just melting so fast, so fast, gigatons and gigatons and gigatons of water is being poured into the ocean every single year. And the earth is drying up faster than we can imagine. Forests that would never catch fire in all of recorded history are catching fire because it's so dry. It's terrifying. Species are dying left and right. It's terrifying to consider the actual reality of what's happening. So it's easier to say it's a hoax. It's an easier thing to do. It's an easier thing to believe that it's all doctored or it's easier to believe that it's part of a Marxist plot to destroy capitalism, all right, because that's an easy way out rather than facing the terrifying truth of what's actually happening. Similarly, particularly with this coronavirus thing, for some people, and I understand this, it is just too much to accept that... This is all just a thing that happened when an animal-born virus crossed over into a human you know when a, a virus that would otherwise only affect animals crosses over and starts affecting humans it's not the first time it's happened it's happened heaps before we're all old enough to it's only, we've only had names you know for it recently but we remember swine flu we remember bird flu and that this particular microscopic self-assembled nanoparticle that is SARS-CoV-2, that it is causing so much death and uncertainty that you and I have zero control over what this virus does and zero control over what governments do as far as the reaction to it. That is all so much to bear, that amount of uncertainty, so much to bear. Of course you want to find a reason that it exists. It's a lot to take in. I get why denial is a reaction, but it's this need to believe in something That drives it, I feel. This need to believe that, well, someone somewhere is in control. This can't just be a random event that has caused so much pain and destruction and has caused so much upheaval to our way of life. Something has to be behind it. Someone has to be behind it because I can't accept that me, this human being with so much agency and so much say in how my life goes, could be at the whim of chance. No, this has to be some scheme, some plot, some. No. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's just, for some people, it's just too much to bear to conceive that we, as a human society, are so fragile that we are this vulnerable to a microscopic particle that we can't even see through a light microscope. We need a special microscope to see it. So people start to invent reasons, human-based reasons, behind this stuff. It's got to be a plan. It's got to be orchestrated because it's too much to accept that, no, nah, we are just a, a fragile bunch of flesh and meat surrounded by a skeleton, you know, I mean, sorry, the a skeleton surrounded by flesh and meat that blinks, eats and poos. And if we get below this particular temperature, we die. If we get above this particular temperature, we die. If we don't have this much water in the course of 24 hours, we're in trouble. If we don't have this much calories, we'll die. We're a very delicate creature. And it's just too much to believe that we aren't in control. So I get it. I get why people go into this denial. But there's also, the other thing is that, as we all know, we see what we want to see, okay? So if you start looking, you will find, you'll find whatever you want to see. You'll find very well-produced YouTube videos and very convincing-looking articles and all kinds of things that tell you exactly what you want to see. And once you get into that spiral, everything then confirms your belief. And then anything that is against that well, that's when, well. Of course, you'd say that. Well, who's paying you? Well, you're just a shill for Big Pharma. Well, of course, that's what they'd say. Well, of course, NASA would say that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, acceptance, man. Acceptance. That's the key to all of this. I guess the other thing about conspiracy theories, which is interesting, and this is what the science actually shows, there's a great degree of narcissism around conspiracy theories. That someone who didn't pass grade 10 science believes that, no, they actually know a hell of a lot more than someone who owns a PhD in meteorology and climatology. All right? No, no, no. I know far more about global warming than that person over there who's an academic and has been at university for 25 straight years lecturing the best in the world. No, no, no. I know well more about atmospheric anomalies than they do. The narcissism of that we have to accept that we don't know everything because people just want to be right, you know. People just want to feel right. They want to feel like what they believe is true. And they'll go to great lengths to defend that. And it sucks. It's painful when you realise it's not true. But it's not. It's not true. We're causing climate change. We are. We are in a lot of trouble. We are. We need to change. We do. And this disease, this, this pandemic... Is from an animal. It's not man-made. It just isn't. It just isn't. You know, I'm sorry that you feel so strongly if you feel that way, but you've been misinformed. I'm sorry. You've been misinformed, and I understand that it's painful to understand that you're misinformed. I get that, and you might need a little bit of time to process that. My friend who's now only writing to me on signal, I think I might, he, he doesn't live far away, I might, I might invite him to come for a walk with me and the dogs and just kind of have a talk about how all of the things that he's worried about, he has only garnered that information from an online source, and therefore those sources and those instigations for his behaviour are open to manipulation and that he might indeed be getting manipulated. But if he says, well, that's exactly what they'd want you to say, you know, I don't know, you can only lead by example, can't you? But yeah, if you find yourself slipping down that slope... You know, just remember, do you have a PhD? You know, do you? <laughs> do you know all the facts, absolutely all the facts? No, I don't. And do I believe science? Yes. Do various science agencies from various countries all say the same thing, countries with very different agendas? Yes. Would I then conclude that that's probably closer to the truth than anything else? Yes. Yes. Is it scary to understand that we as humans don't have ultimate control over our destiny and that some tiny little thing that we can't even see could, you know, and has indeed turned our world upside down? Yeah, it's overwhelming. But I accept it because it's what's happening. Do I believe it's been caused by anybody? Nope. It's just happened. I remember meeting somebody once who had a chronic terminal disease and this person said well things happen for a reason and I thought about that and I was just coming to me this morning when I was in the shower because I never accepted that things happen for a reason I don't I don't believe that there is an omnipotent interventionist deity that decides when things happen but I could agree with a, a caveat to that things happen for a reason and we give it the reason. I got a flat tyre. Well, of course I got a flat tyre because so I'm going to be late. I'm like, no. What's the reason that I got a flat tyre? The reason I got a flat tyre is uh, I can take a little more care about my tyre pressure. So I can check my tyre pressure before I go out on a trip. You know, the reason is the thing that we give it. And that is the great power of being a Human. Because we can change that reason. And so, as, uh, as confronting as it might be to understand that, yes, the world is round, yes, climate change is real, and no, COVID 19 is, is not a planted weapon of war that is at the same time an, an anti Semitic and also Zionist plot, which is brilliant. That's one of my favourite ones. No, it's just a thing that happened. And we get to decide the reason for why it happened. I would like to think that the reason it happened is so we can all stop what we're doing and go, hang on a second. We've been living a pretty weird way. It's pretty bonkers what we've been doing as far as throwing things away and consuming things that have come from 15,000 kilometres away and shipping raw materials from this country 10,000 kilometres away to get processed and then buying them back. You know, what what are we doing? Is this really the right way to do it? Is there another way? Is there a better way? Is there a more efficient way? Is there a more sustainable way? Is there a kinder way? Is there an equitable way? That's the reason I'm giving it. Anyway, I wanted to talk to you about that. I've been waking up the willies a bit lately. I've been, doing a, uh, been recording a bunch of episodes that have been pretty heavily focused on climate change. and um, It's been hard, you know, and I don't think it's an abnormal reaction to, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a, she's a, a professor at a university in America and I let her know, yeah, so yeah, I've been I've been doing pretty tough. Because I was just checking you on her, she's in New York, checking in on her, seeing how she's going there. And I said, Look, you know, this is where I've been getting getting the wheelies, you know, I've been doing a lot of research and reading a lot about climate and projections and graphs and all kinds of shit like that. And, you know, this is an academic, this is a person who, you know, she's an incredibly intelligent woman, and she goes, Yeah. I cry a lot. It's the knowing that's the worst. So it's interesting, you know, yes, I've been getting the willies, but what if the willies is an okay reaction? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. But I'm just letting you know. I'm doing all right. I'm on my meds. I'm getting up in the morning. I'm doing my writing. I'm doing my physical exercise. I'm checking in with Audrey. I'm letting her know what's going on. I'm trying to be as present as I can with the family. And I'm trying to do the best work I can do. And that's all I can do. Right. I better jet. It's baby food time. Okay, so Monday, like I said, Dr. Richard Dennis is on the show. He's an economist, a very, very clever economist. And before you go, well, I don't understand economics. I don't know what that is. Don't worry. We use English. We only speak in English. We don't use, I think the biggest thing we use is the word we use is GDP. And I think he even then goes out of his way to describe it. But yeah, it's a great conversation about what is happening in our country, what is happening with our government government. And what we can expect over the next 12 to 18 months as this all plays out. He's a fascinating guy and I'm really, really grateful he came on the show. And I certainly hope that that conversation brings you some value and um, some insight and gives you some knowledge to make some decisions over the next year and a half as you're planning out what the fuck we're all going to do. It certainly helped me. So I can't wait to share it with you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Andy for producing this. Thanks to Rachel, my show producer. Thanks to Mike Mills for making the music. Thanks to Hayley for the great effort on the socials. Thanks to Audrey for talking me down from the ledge twice this week. And thanks to you, because without you, there is no show. Ripper. All right. Have a great weekend. Um, Don't forget, it's Mother's Day on Sunday, okay? Just in case you forgot... Make sure you do something very special, okay? Don't fucking forget it. Mother's Day, Sunday. Okay, you've been warned. Okay. (laughs) Until we speak on Monday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,